Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. How are you? Episode 43. Okay, let me tell you what's going on. Me and this hair. Now, I went to the barber yesterday because I just couldn't take it anymore. I had to at least shape it. You know how it's like starts to grow out. I've kept my hair short and manageable for over 20 years. I just decided that like I was going to experiment on growing it out and seeing what it does naturally and just like playing around with it. But I gave in just a little bit. I didn't cave in all the way. So I just had the sides tapered a little bit, like to give it a little shape. So I told you I would share my natural hair growing journey with you. Some of you guys are like, why is she telling me this? I know. And then some of you guys like hearing my personal stuff. So I'll do a little bit of both, but yeah, I got a little tapered and a little shaping to it. So <laughs> see if we can let it grow a little longer and see where I end up with. But so far, it's it's been fun, like playing around with different products and everything. Right now, I'm on the Uncle Funky stuff, and it's working for me. So yay for Uncle Funky. <laughs> so today, we're going to talk about Managing OPT, right? OPT. What's OPT? Other people's thoughts, right? We are taught so much about managing other people's thoughts, how we think of ourselves. And for so many of us as high achieving women, it's discongruent because, like, We really think highly of ourselves, but yet we're stuck in the muck. And we're like, but I know, like constant on my consults with clients who want to come with me, there are these badass, high achieving women. And there is a discongruent, like it doesn't make sense because they know their capabilities are like off the charts. They know themselves. They know what they are capable of. But yet, what they're producing and the level at which they're producing with shocks them because it doesn't make sense. Well, today, we're going to make sense of it. I'm going to show you in my own way why that is happening. And I'm going to tell you what thing you can do to help change that disparity of your thoughts about you and your capabilities and what you know in your bones to be true, my clients don't come to me saying, oh, I don't think I can. My clients come to me going, I know I can fucking rule the world, but I'm not. That's a different kind of thing. Because it's like, I think very highly of myself. 
So it's not a self-esteem issue. What's the deal? I can't fix this because I'm still stuck in the muck. Well, let me tell you something about self-concept. Our self-concept of ourselves, yes, is built up of what we think of ourselves. But this is the key, ladies. I want you to lean in a little bit. Because if this is you, if I just described you, this is the part that I want to help you with. Our self-concept is also built up of what we think other people think of us. And for women, that actually weighs more than what we think of ourselves. So when people are like, well, I have a high self-esteem, like if you ask me, I'm going to tell you, there is not one of my clients that when I ask them, like as far as performance, now their inner being, their inner worthiness, their inner beauty, yes, but that goes back to what other people think of us too. That's another podcast. We won't get into that. But when they talk about their ability to perform, how they show up at work, who they are, they're like, yeah, I got this. I know me. They would never say, no, that's an issue. Yes, I, I don't think I can do this job. No, they may have like problems with visibility. They may have problems with, I can't shine. That's a different thing because again, That's trying to manage OPT, other people's thoughts. It's so insidious that we don't even realize that we give more credence, more value to what we think other people are thinking of us. And then when we realize that, like when we start going to thought work and we start realizing that we kind of beat ourselves up at that and we see it as a negative, I want to normalize it all. I want you to meet yourself where you are and understand why you do the shit you do. Because it's only through self-acceptance that we can grow and change into what and who we want to be. I want to start by saying it's a safety issue. Let's just go back for us as women. Because remember, I'm talking to the high-achieving Black women. So as women, We gained our power from men for years, for centuries. Our power, our value, our hierarchy in society. Therefore, our safety came from men. It wasn't until 1970-something, which was only like 40 years ago, where we could actually sign for a loan for a credit card for ourselves. So when you're like, that's not true now, I'm like, look, the soup that we're swimming in, I'm always referring to the soup because we're affected by it and we don't even know because it's so insidious. We had to manage the way men thought of us, whether they found us attractive, whether they didn't, whether they saw us as valuable, whether they didn't, because our ability to attract the right male, we won't even talk about female, like it's so heterosexual, normal thinking, right? That our safety was tied hand in hand to our ability to attract and to keep a man 
And his value, his power was how we created our own safety. So of course, we were taught other people's thoughts, men, thoughts about us, whether we look good, whether we're beautiful, whether we're a good woman, whether we have the values, all of that was so much more important than our thoughts about us because we couldn't go buy a piece of property or land. So I can think I'm a good woman all I want to, but that wasn't going to get me anywhere because I couldn't sign shit. So therefore, I had to manage how my man thought of me because that's where I got my power from. So I want to normalize why other people's opinions of you in our brain, our default thinking, our pruning, what we've been talking about is other people's thoughts, OPT, is more important than our own. Now, as women of color, it's even more of a safety issue. We have women and then we have women of color because it was truly a safety issue. Other people needed to see us as non-threatening. I can't move this way. I can't do, like it was what I did, we interpreted as they saw that as threatening or non-threatening. So I edited myself constantly. I needed to be intelligent, but not too intelligent because if I was too intelligent, then they saw me as a threat. So there was always this constant editing. Our parents grew up with that. Our grandparents grew up with that. I want to show you how we were pruned, the internal biases that we've just been carrying on for centuries. Fly under the radar. Don't be seen as too much. Don't be thinking too highly of yourself. Don't be fast. All of those thoughts were because we were trying to manage OPT, other people's thoughts about us. And now in a time when we clearly have earned the right to be in spaces, when we clearly are qualified, we're still having thoughts like I talked about last week where they let me in and I have to manage that thought of people thinking I was just let in. So I have to do or show up in a certain way as opposed to I earn the right to be here. Understanding that we place more value on other people's thoughts about us as a safety measure, and we haven't decided, we haven't unraveled like, oh, I get to give myself permission to think this way and think more that way and honor that and make that ratio the deciding ratio for my self-concept. Right now, our self-concept, what we're taught is, yes, what we think of ourselves matter, but it may be 40%. And what other people think of us is 60%. That's the way we have been taught to view the world. So therefore, we spend more time thinking about what other people think of us when we go into spaces, when we're at the boardroom, when we're delivering a presentation, when we're doing anything, we're editing and we're spending more energy trying to think about what other people think 
and trying to control that. If we give that up and just work on our thoughts about us and intentionally decide to stay in what we think about us and allow other people to fucking be wrong about us and give up that need and desire, that old 1900, 1800, 1700 programming and allow ourselves to come into 2021. Now, I know what I'm asking is a big ask. What I'm asking is will require you to be uncomfortable. It will require, like your brain will think you're crazy as fuck. Your brain will rebel. Your brain will say, "Uh uh-uh, no, no. Like, think about like you will do things and see yourself wanting to try to control other people's thoughts. And it will be a mind fuck. Not because you're doing something wrong, but only because you're doing something against your default programming. And when we do something against our default programming, our biological system, our neurological system reacts. And what we get to do is take all of that as normal, understanding why it's all happening, And then decide on purpose to meet ourselves where we are, learn how to comfort ourselves through that, and still take our power back. What I'm going to say is a very unpopular opinion, but I think it's worth saying. We've been waiting for the world to make us safe. We've been waiting for our men to make us safe. We've been waiting for our jobs to make us feel safe. We've been waiting for our money to make us feel safe. We've been waiting for our education to make us feel safe. We've been waiting for money in the bank to make us feel safe. We've been waiting for the scale to make us feel safe. It hasn't worked, nor will it ever. We are using the wrong formula based on an old patriarchal system of women, you get your value from your man. You get your value for what other people think of you. Guess what? That thought process, that system keeps us enslaved to what other people think of us. It keeps us attaching to something that we cannot control. So therefore, we spend our entire lives not feeling safe because we can't control the shit. But we're taught to spend our lives trying to manage how other people think of us. It is the source of our problem. We will never get there asking other people to make us feel safe. They can not. That, just like happiness, just like any other feeling, is an inside job, queen. You want to feel like you belong in the boardroom? You want to feel like you belong in the job? You want to feel like you belong in the relationship? You want to feel like you belong 
in the meeting, in the social structure, at the party, that queen is your job. And we've been taught to outsource that to others. And as long as we keep doing that, we continue to be enslaved mentally. Where is our freedom? When are we free to be and stop doing? Because as long as we think what we do matters in other people's thoughts about us, we continue to deny our God-given right to be human beings, and we continue to be performative, which leads to resentment, burnout, and lack of fulfillment. No matter what you have, no matter what position you have, title you have, how much money you have in the bank, that lack of fulfillment, that lack of contentment, because you We have not learned how to create safety wherever the fuck we are in our own bodies out. I know my suggestions are scary as fuck. I know when I say allow people to be wrong about you. I know when I say be you, do you, and then allow other people like understand your need to edit and decide not to, and stay in your model, I know that's a big jump. That's why I think coaching is necessary for this. And surprisingly, it doesn't have to take a long time. Like this week alone, I had a client who I told her on our console, the reason why You are not shining and performing and doing the things you want to do. I saw it so clearly is because she hadn't learned how to create safety within herself. She signed up for six months working with me. And this last week, she showed herself how clearly she has actually learned how to do that. And her business is flying. It's taking off. She was so excited because she was like, wait a minute. I didn't think I was able to feel like I belong. I was able to feel like I was safe. And all the other things outside of her didn't matter. When I say stop trying to control the narrative of other people, I'm saying it fully realizing, Queen, you have never been able to do that in the first place. So I'm not asking you to stop doing something that was working because it was never working. We've been trying it for 400 years. I want you to take charge of feeling like you belong because you are the only one that can. We have to learn how to create that for ourselves. And this is where thought work comes in. It's not reciting these powerful, take your power back and sitting in the mirror and saying affirmations that you don't believe, but it's actually doing the work of unpacking that, understanding where, why you feel the way you feel, which is what I've been talking about for the last couple of episodes in Duck Feet, finding those hidden beliefs, and you were pruned that way, understanding why you feel the way you feel. I just want us to stop asking, showing up, 
getting mad when our bosses, our husbands, the systems, the organizations don't make us feel like we belong because they can't. That is our job. It puts us in a powerless position when we're expecting other people to do what we need to do for ourselves. We feel disempowered. Imagine what it would be like if you actually felt, no matter where you were, whatever, what situation you were in internally, I belong because I belong. Because wherever I am, I belong. Imagine what it would feel like if you no longer felt like you had to edit yourself, how much more productive you would be, how much more creative you would be, how much of a friend you would be, how much more loving you would be, how much more authentic you would be, how much more at peace and at rest you would be if you can walk through this earth feeling like you belong, not having to edit yourself. Listen, I'm not saying the system doesn't have to change. The fucking system is broke. I get it. But here it is. Change people, change systems, not the other way around. People change the system. Therefore, we change first. We have a sense of belonging first. Therefore, the system changes to a belonging system, not the other way around. What we're doing is ass backwards. I know I'm stepping on some toes and this may not be a popular opinion. And I know a lot of people, but like, how do we do this? I'm saying this is where thought work comes in. Where we get to decide, nurture, create, cultivate. Thoughts that create belonging, thoughts that create beauty, thoughts question, why don't I think like belong? Wasn't I born on this earth? If I don't belong, where was I supposed to be born at? Like, I don't understand. Like, really? Was it by accident that I was put here? If I was put here, then unless I was supposed to be on Mars, I belong here. Why am I not feeling like I belong? Why am I allowing other people's opinion of me to be more important than my opinion of me? It's a safety issue. But am I applying 1900, 1700th century thoughts to a time period that no longer serves me? Am I allowing what my ancestors had to go through, what they went through, to keep me down right now, which is the reason why they did what they did. So I could just be a human being. Why am I accepting default thinking and not challenging it? I can tell you, this is the work I do with my clients. I can tell you, this is challenging work to see those to like, Understand that it's not just a thought process, but it's also a neurological embodiment dysregulation process too. You have to treat this from two different ways, creating safety within yourself, understanding why your nervous system is like, this is crazy and meeting yourself where you are combined with doing the cognitive work and the embodiment work, but it's so worth it.
it's so worth it. And I think this is how we show up making more money, having richer relationships with ourselves first and then with others. Being creative is I don't know what at our jobs. Showing up at the capability that we know we can. This is how we do it. It is creating safety within ourselves. Because when we know we are safe, imagine how many risks we take, how many big things we take on, because we become our own soft place to land. And we need to learn how to do that. We are never taught to do that. We were taught, conditioned as women, especially women of color, that other people are that. And when we don't have that from other people, we think we can't do it. And we think we're started out behind. My mama didn't do this. I didn't grow up like this. I don't have support. The job doesn't support me. When we think other people don't do it, we think we're missing something, but we're not because it was never them that was supposed to do it in the first place. That's just something we were taught. But when we realize it was always our responsibility, Is it nice that we have supportive families and supportive jobs? Yes. But is that a doorstop? No. And when we use that as a doorstop, my husband doesn't support me. My job doesn't support me. I don't feel safe. I have to fight. All of that. We don't reach that capability. And Queens, what I want for you is to reach that capability because if you dream it, if you see it, It's there. That is not an accident. What we need to do is raise your self-concept to meet that. And that's your work. Ask yourself, am I putting more emphasis on what OPT, other people's thoughts of me, than my own? And why? Why does my boss's opinion of me matter more than my opinion of me? And don't just stop with because I'll get fired. Don't stop there because if you think he controls how much money you make, ask yourself why you think that because you control that, your value. And when you see it as like, I'm stuck, like I need them, see how you show up. If you think they control everything, see how you show up. That's your work. And if you want some help unpacking this, This, this thing is my jam. This is what I'm excellent at. Helping high achieving black women. That capability is up here, but they're performing stuck in the muck. We figure that shit out. I love getting on Instagram and watching my clients just blossom, turning on the TV and seeing it on TV, (laughs) seeing y'all on TV. I fucking love it. This is why I do what I do. Creating safety from within. We change people and then the system changes. Expecting the system to change so that people can change is ass backwards. We change first. Expecting them to create safety when we don't know how to create safety ourselves, ass backwards. Just like We expect other people to love us when we don't love ourselves, ass backwards. 
We create safety and belonging first. Others learn how because we've done it. And if you don't know how to do this work, I implore you, reach out. This is your work. There is no thing other than this that you can do that will further your career, your business, your money-making potential, everything. This is at the crust of it. I believe in this so strongly. I'm going to get off my soapbox. Join in. I'm sure I'm going to do a question and answer and masterclass on this. Go to my website, brickjohnson.com. Sign up for the masterclass. We'll be talking about this in discussion, doing one this week. I will talk at you later because I can just keep ranting and I don't want to keep ranting, but this is my jam. And I think this is the key, learning how to create safety from a cognitive and an embodied level, meeting those two together. It is a must to do together. You can't do it just on a thought work level without creating safety within. And we can't ask systems to create safety for us without creating safety within. All right. Talk at you guys later. I kind of ran it. Hey, if you got some feedback, some clapback, I would love to hear it. Brig at brigjohnson.com. Ask me a question. Maybe I'll have a question and answer podcast. If you guys ask me questions on this, maybe I'll do a podcast where I just answer the questions. All right. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to take thought work even deeper with me as your guide, opportunities to work with me one-on-one are available. Go to brickjohnson.com to schedule your own personal breakthrough call. In 30 minutes, we'll see if working together is a great fit. brickjohnson.com, B-R-I-G-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. See you next time.